Do you love Batman? Do you love Frasier? Do you love Seinfeld? Do you love Dr. Seuss? Do you love James Bond? Do you love Captain America? Oh, hell, do you just love everything that's nerd-related? I know I do. Well, you should come on over to a Nerds World podcast and listen to us, Justin and Andrew, talk everything that's nerd. Yeah, every two weeks, we delve into some random topic that we choose at the end of each episode, and we tell you the whole history of it, or as much as we feel the need to write down, our history of it, and our favorite things about it. So come on over to a Nerds World, wherever you listen to podcasts. everyone to pod and gore your one-stop shop for everything horror now here's your host justin and brandon take it away boys hello and welcome to pod and gore my name is brandon my name is justin Welcome to our New Year, New Nightmare episode. Uh-huh. <laughs> I've been waiting to say that one for a bit, kind of like our, <laughs> our post-summer, mid-summer review. That still gonna, hasn't happened. It's going to end up being our pre-summer, post-summer, <laughs> our pre-summer, mid-summer, whatever. Yeah. But um, hello, welcome, Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Hello. I wasn't talking to you. Uh, uh, hope I everybody wasn't had, talking to you either. <laughs> hope everybody had a safe and fun holiday. Mm-hmm. Enjoyed the time. Drank too much beer last night. I had a couple sodas. You fucking rebel, you. Large. <laughs> yeah, you are. Um, so yeah, I kind of feel like we're out of the. We haven't like we're not out of sequence. Yeah, no, but I mean, no, because I feel like I don't know. It feels like we haven't recorded in like three months. Well, I mean, we I haven't been at work for like two weeks, and so we don't see each other that much anymore. Yeah, I guess the flow know. could be off because yeah. you decided not to go to work. Yeah. For two weeks in a row. Yeah. Piece of shit. It's been nice. I bet it has. I'm back tomorrow and it sucks. Yeah. <laughs> Who goes back to work on a Thursday and then uh-huh. off on Friday, back on Friday and then off? Well, I, th- I figured it'd give me a short week, mm-hmm. you know, so it's not like I have to go back. Do you back still get for... your deferred holiday because it was scheduled? Mm, no. Well, it's not deferred because I took it. Well, you can't, they won't let you take it until you, this has nothing to do with it. I know. <laughs> All right. Never <laughs> mind. Yeah. A little glimpse of our know. fucking conversations. <laughs> but I'm back tomorrow. <clears throat> Have fun with that. Uh-huh. I'll be, I'll be there too. I just hope it doesn't suck. We'll see. All righty. Wes Craven's new nightmare. Mm-hmm. Uh, before we dive into it, this is, I, this is probably my favorite of the Freddies. Uh, all of them. I could see that. I, I'd say it ranks two or three for me. Yeah, but. you could kind of teeter back and forth between the first one. Yeah. But, yeah, I just, like, the whole concept behind it, like, I hadn't really seen anything like that when, at that time. Yeah, I mean, it's very much in the newer style Scream era of Wes Craven. Being... And this only, I mean, this came out two years before Scream. It was before Scream? Yeah. That makes sense. Then. Scream was 96, right? I don't know. I don't know. You're the fucking Scream fanatic. I'll look it up. And so... Yeah, well, he look at, he's looking that up. Um, Wes Craven's New Nightmare is a 1994 American meta-slasher film written and directed by Wes Craven, the original creator of Nightmare on Elm Street. And, and, yeah, Scream was 96. Okay. And the final installment uh, in original series. Although it's the seventh installment in the franchise, it is not a part of the series' continuity. Instead, portraying Freddy Krueger as a fictional movie villain who invades the real world and haunts the cast and crew responsible for his films. 
In the film, Freddy is depicted as closer to what Craven originally intended, being much more menacing and uh, much less comical with an updated attire and appearance. See, and that's what I like about it is that, and I even thought of while well, watching it today because it just yeah, we watching literally it like an just hour ago. <laughs> got done watching it two hours ago. Yeah, um, it seemed much more like original Nightmare. Like this is what the character was supposed to be and what he was supposed to accomplish. Before he was turned into Bugs Bunny. Yeah, and uh, there's a, a little fun fact that we'll get into here in a little bit about that. Um, but yeah, and also, like, appearance-wise, like, they, they did go with an updated look, but I don't know if it was just me, but obviously it's prosthetic, but his head looked a little more chiseled, I guess you could say, a little mm-hmm. more um, is thicker. It yeah. seemed to have more jawline, like, he looked a little more physically imposing in the well, head were, opposed to like that. They were really kind of going with this uh, Hansel and Gretel Wicked Witch which kind was of cool. thing. Which was cool. And it, the nose and everything. I know it's kind of standard, but... His nose is a little hookier. Yeah, huh? it seemed like they were really trying to give him that creepy witch vibe. Right. Yeah, I, I could see that. Um, So a quick rundown of the story, uh, or the plot, even though it kind of told you right there in the beginning... Uh, it's nearing the 10th anniversary of the film A Nightmare on Elm Street, and one of the stars, Heather Langenkamp, is scared by a voice on the phone, sounding familiar to the film's villain, Freddy Krueger. When Heather's husband is killed in a car accident and is discovered with slash marks on him, Heather starts to wonder something. Gee, do you? Mm. Especially when she discovers that Wes Craven is writing another nightmare film. Soon she realizes that Freddy has now entered the real world, and the only way to defeat him is to become Nancy Thompson once again. Fair and and so the film features uh, various people involved in the motion picture industry playing themselves, including actress Le- uh, Heather Langenkamp, who is compelled by events in the narrative to reprise her role as Nancy. New Nightmare features uh, several homages to the original film, such as quotes and recreations of the most famous scenes. The film received positive review f- uh, reviews from its critics. It grossed $19.7 million at the box office on a budget of $8 million, making it the poorest performing film in the Nightmare series. Oh. Oh. <laughs> it it uh, won an International Fan- uh, Fantasy Film Award from Fantasporto for Best Screenplay by Craven. Okay. And that, that like that's my favorite thing about this movie is how much Wes Craven... Well, obviously, being in the movie, having a role in the movie, mm-hmm. playing himself, it's pretty cool. Yeah. I liked it a lot. Me too. Did you? I did. It was nice to see him. I mean, especially now that he's gone, seeing a, such a younger version of him as himself. Mm-hmm. And again, like we were talking about earlier, this kind of going back to the original purpose of these films in the first place. Right. It just it was a nice full circle kind of thing. Um. It was written under the working title A Nightmare on Elm Street 7, The Ascension. Wes Craven set out to make a, deliber- a deliberately more cerebral film than the recent entries to the franchise, which he regarded as being cartoonish and not faithful to his original themes. The basic premise originated when Craven first signed on to uh, co-write Dream Warriors, but New Line Cinema rejected it then. In New Nightmare, Kruger was portrayed closer to what Craven had imagined, darker and less comical. To reinforce this, the character's makeup and outfit were enhanced. 
with one of the more prominent features being that he now wears a long blue-black trench coat. In addition, the signature glove was redesigned for a more organic look with the fingers resembling bones and having muscle textures in between. While Freddy Krueger again plays the character Freddy Krueger is credited as himself in the end credits. That's cool. Yeah. Um, While the earthquake scenes were already written into the film from the beginning, the production of the film happened to take place concurrently with the 1994 Northridge earthquake in Los Angeles. As such, the production team decided to incorporate real footage of the earthquake structural damage into the film. Way to take what they gave you, uh, nature gave you. No Craven had in, uh, Wes Craven had intended to ask Johnny Depp, who uh, whose feature film debut was in the first film, to make an appearance as his, as himself, but was too timid to ask him. Mm-hmm. Upon running into each other after the film's release, Depp said he would have been happy to do it. Back. God damn it! <laughs> right? Yeah. Uh, um, Wes Craven for crying out loud! Yeah, you come on. Yeah, he but he's. He's not a he's not as uh I guess brash would be the nice word to use yeah. uh, compared to like carpenter. Sure. Like I've heard I've heard stories. <laughs> <laughs> sure. We all have. Yeah, yeah right. Um Craven do it and you're going to like it. Yeah. Fuck off. <laughs> Craven kept most of the wardrobe from the first film as souvenirs before New Line Cinema threw them all away and reused some of it for New Nightmare. Notably, England donned his original Freddy costume except the original glove which had been missing after the filming of the first film. And thus, England was wearing a replica of it from the uh, previous sequel films. During the talk show stage scene, Sanks, uh, Sankson, uh, Saxon and Langenkamp in their... What? Oh, he was wearing, during the talk show stage scene, and then uh, John Saxon and Langenkamp in theirs over the film's climax. That makes sense. Sure, why not? The film has made the film was made for the celebration of the ten year anniversary of the original film's release. Both New Nightmare real quick. So this is the seventh movie mm-hmm. in ten years. That's nuts. way to crank them out. <laughs> that's that's saw level. <laughs> Friday the thirteenth level. They yeah. did the same fucking thing. They were pumping them out yearly. Mm-hmm. Um mostly to, you know. Yeah, <laughs> but they're out there. Yeah, these they movies are, are are known for their originals and not necessarily so much for the sequels, even though there's a lot of people who will go to the cross for a lot of those movies. Yeah, I mean, people love Dream Warriors, and I get it, but after even two, it was like, okay. two was Yeah, two was, was different, mm-hmm. and then, yeah. Um, it's been a long time since I watched those, but I need to go through it again. Get to see Alice Cooper as Freddy's dad, right? <laughs> Hell yeah! <laughs> um, the film was made for the celebration. Blah, blah blah. Both both New Nightmare and the 1995 comedy film Tommy Boy were dedicated to the production designer of A Nightmare on Elm Street, uh, Greg Fonseca, uh, 1952 to 1994, who died shortly be- uh, before the release of New Nightmare. Hmm. On Rotten Tomatoes, 80 percent of 40 surveyed critics gave the film a, pro- a positive review. The average rating was a 6.5 out of 10. The site's critical consensus was Wes Craven's New Nightmare adds an unexpectedly satisfying, not to mention intelligent, meta layer to a horror franchise that had long since lost its way. Uh, Several critics have uh, subsequently said that New Nightmare could uh, be regarded as a prelude to the Scream series. Both sets of uh, films deal with the idea of bringing horror films uh, to real life. 
and both were directed by Craven. Roger Ebert, this motherfucker of the of the Chicago Sun Times, care for horror movies. <laughs> gave New Nightmare three stars out of four and said, "I haven't been exactly a fan of the Nightmare series, but I found this movie with its unsettling questions about the effect of horror on those who create it strangely intriguing." Hmm. Kevin Summer, uh, Kevin Summerfield from the horror website Slasher Studios gave it four out of four, saying, "New Nightmare is that rare horror film in which everything works." The performances are pitch perfect, led by a tour de force performance by the amazing Langenkamp. The script, script, the script has <laughs> scrapped, has many twists and turns, and the movie is quite possibly the best looking of the entire series. Agreed. However, Entertainment Weekly's Owen Gibberman gave New Nightmare a negative review, stating, "I didn't read this one, so I, I'm, uh, we'll see. <laughs> After a good gory opening in which Freddy's glove." newly designed with sinews and muscle, slashes the throat of the special effects guy who's been working on it. The movie uh, succumbs to a kind of sterile inertia. Wes Craven's New Nightmare isn't about Freddy haunting a film set, which actually might have been fun. It's about Heather Langenkamp, star of the original Nightmare on Elm Street, being menaced for two long, slow hours by earthquakes, cracks in the walls, and other willy portents of doom. (laughs) Giverman described the film as just an empty hall of mirrors that lacks the trance-like dread of the original and the ingenious demented special effects of dream warriors. Um, I get that. I mean, it, it, it is slow and it is a bit of a slog, but the, the point of it, I think helps yeah. chug it along. Yeah. In a, in a retrospective review, Vinny Mancuso from Collider singled out the film as Craven's meta horror masterpiece. New Nightmare is uh, Robert Englund's uh, favorite nightmare movie. I think it stands the test of time. A fun reunion with the original cast members like Heather and John. Wes's script is clever and original. The self-referential horror story. Heather, uh, Heather Langenkamp is also very supportive of the movie, saying, I was just really shocked that I was in the movie so much. I had totally forgotten I was, I, I had totally forgot that I was the star of the movie. It was interesting because all my scenes are kind of alone and I was acting against this tension and this idea of Freddy that we all had at the time. We all knew what I was afraid of and that Freddy might be back, but you never really saw Freddy that much. And I was really amazed that the movie was about Wes creating this relationship with the idea that Freddy is here and the audience has it too. It's really an interesting concept and it's one of the only horror movies where the monster's really in the background at least until the end, but it's a, it's about, it's all about our mentality about fear. And so, Fair enough. yeah. Now, <clears throat> before we get into the movie itself, um, got some fun facts. There was a lot. So I tried to just pick through mm-hmm. and not get the repeats. Um, the film in this or the events in this film revolve around Heather Langenkamp having a stalker. In real life, she did have a stalker, and Wes Craven got her permission to weave it into the story. I remember that. Right. In the film, Freddy is depicted much closer to what Wes Craven had originally intended for the character. But I didn't realize I was going to say that several times before. Yeah. The film has no opening titles to blur the illusion of whether it's a film, a documentary, or something else altogether. In reality... Um, Heather Langenkamp's real husband, David Leroy Anderson, is a special effects man who was also in the film. And he, I, another one of the facts that I, didn't, I don't think I put down was, is, um, he 
uh, refused to let them use his real name because like a lot of people in this movie played themselves right and he didn't he didn't want to and mm. i don't even remember seeing him in the movie it's probably some background effects guy yeah before making this movie wes craven watched all of the nightmare on elm street films by the time he was finished he claimed that he could not follow the storyline at all he further regards the, the sequels to be weak compared to his original masterpiece um Wes Craven was looking to get a specific reaction from Miko Hughes, creepy little fucking kid, Mm -hmm. and his parents said that there was a way to make him cry. His mother left the set, and his father whispered into Miko's ears, your mother's dead. (laughs) (laughs) Fucked up. (laughs) I think I heard about that on that Never Sleep Again documentary. I I wish I... If I would have watched this movie before, I would have watched that documentary, because I have that one, too. Um... The, cl- the clothes worn by Heather and John Saxon towards the end of the film are similar to the clothes worn in the original. Uh, Wes Craven's daughter, Jessica Craven, appears as one of the nurses. Um, she the one that gets elbowed in the gut? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Miko Hughes has kept the sewn-up Rex dinosaur since filming. Wes Craven has an original copy without the scars. That'd be cool to have. Mm-hmm. Uh, Miko Hughes was a Fred was a Freddy fan way before filming, which he's like what five six in this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't feel so bad about my daughter liking Halloween then. <laughs> um, he would watch them put the makeup on Robert England every day. Hmm. Uh, Lynn Shay, who appears as the nurse, also played the teacher in A Nightmare on Elm Street in 1984. That's right. Um, the this is the only Nightmare on Elm Street movie where none of it takes place uh, place in Springfield. Uh, Winona Ryder and Drew Barrymore were both considered for the uh, role of Julie. Both actresses turned it down due to prior commitments with the other pro- with other projects. Ironically, uh, Winona Ryder had previously auditioned for the role of Kristen in uh, Dream Warriors, 1987, mm-hmm. and then Wes Craven would later direct Barrymore in Scream in 1996. So, I wrote it down in my notes, but Lynn Shay, I'm... She looks really young in this movie, but I guess she's a lot older than I thought. Because um, she played the teacher, mm-hmm. then she played the nurse, but she's the uh, she's the younger sister of Robert Shea, Bob Shea, who is the producer in the movie. Yeah, yeah, and I didn't I didn't know that when I saw his name was Bob Shea, I'm like oh, that sounds, that sounds familiar, <laughs> and like, so it's like oh, hey, if Family I was ties. a if I was a big producer, I'd I'd put my sibs in it. Yeah, why not? Um, and so, yeah, anything you want to go over before we dive into the movie itself? I don't think so. Let's do this thing. Well, that's not too bad, because we cranked through that in about 18 minutes. Yeah. I'm proud of you. I'm proud of me. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm sorry. <laughs> me too? Um, right. So, the way they start out the movie, I, I, I thought it was really cool, because it's like, you have no idea like it looks like it's actually the start of a horror movie well not only that but it's incredibly reminiscent of the original opening right where he's forging the yeah yeah and then you know putting the but see like this uh what the glove essentially Mm -hmm. i i still prefer the original oh yeah i mean it's a cool idea and i get it and the idea of him being more of an entity so the knives would be part of his hand Mm-hmm. Like that's cool. I get it. it's fine, but I don't. I I didn't really need the, the thumb dagger, the, the thumb claw. Yeah, no. <laughs> like I didn't. It's a bit much. Yeah. Um. But yeah. So 
you know, making the claw, he's hooking it in mm-hmm. to the the finger tips. Um, it looks like the real deal, but then as you're going through it and it cuts the hand off to kind of, what is it? I don't know, Ash Williams, uh, fucking boomstick onto his arm yeah, kind of thing. Much. And then, um, turns out they're on the set of a movie, which right there was like, oh, okay. <laughs> We're on a different kind of ride now. Yeah, I like that. I, I like that a lot. And, um, it's really kind of cool too, because like the way that this looked in the beginning is exactly what it looked like at the end of the movie when they're going through the whole, you know, final fight, essentially, yeah. where it's that, um, ancient looking boiler room slash temple slash if it was in a fucking giant, greek temple yeah, kind of thing giant body of water for some reason yeah i must have like blinked and i don't, <laughs> I don't remember the water part but um yeah and so um i went way too detailed with my notes again so i'm trying not to fall into the trap of just breaking down the movie that's perfectly fine so <laughs> I, essentially the glove comes to life out of nowhere yeah it, it and starts turns into the fucking people. it's like the thing from adam's family where yeah it's just running that's around. what i was thinking too even the animation of the hand it, it was looked like where the fucking wrist parts popped up at the top and just yeah. like okay i kept wanting to go and then um yeah chasing around killing them she wakes up Turns out to be a dream. There's First a, of many. Yeah. Oh <laughs> and, the, like, I get it because there's earthquakes, but, like, she stumbles and falls a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, like she, she has a permanent bruise on her forehead throughout almost yeah, like, the entire movie. Later on at, the, at a funeral, she trips and falls and hits her head. Mm-hmm. She falls off her bed and damn near hits her head on the fucking <laughs> nightstand. I'm yep. like, you're, you might be concussed, so maybe you shouldn't go to sleep. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, yeah, so... The, like they wake up the, the earthquakes see because it starts out with there being earthquakes and everybody notices them mm-hmm. but as the film progresses and keeps going on and on um the earthquakes keep happening but nobody else is like sensing them but her yeah which is really fucking weird well and it's it's a nice bit of imagery i guess mm-hmm. the idea of freddie breaking through from dream world to real world is causing our earth to shatter and crack apart. Yeah, that's a way to that's a way to put it that I didn't even think about. That's why I'm here. But I like the I didn't remember this, but seeing Shithead Dylan putting the <laughs> the Freddy face in his oatmeal was a nice little you touch. Did? Yeah. They even harken back to it when she's putting everything together. Uh-huh. Not that there was much to put together, but yeah, it right after that initial earthquake, and he's at the table eating really gross-looking oatmeal. He actually like carves a Freddy face into it, and they mm. give him shit for playing with his food. I'll have to go back because I still have it in my PlayStation. I'll go home and start <laughs> it back up and watch that part. I must not yeah. be paying attention too much. Um, but see, the, the funny thing is, is I was like during this earthquake, like growing up, we don't really have earthquakes up here in Washington no. like you do down there in California. Or in other places. Um, yeah, well, we get them up yeah, here. Yeah, but, but I mean, I, I remember one like 20 years ago. Well, and there's been a few in Oregon, and we've had a few up and around here, but nothing that we ever feel. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. They, uh, the first thing that you're like, they teach you in school is if there's an earthquake, get under something mm-hmm. a doorway, get inside a bathtub 
hide, hide under something, a desk, a table, whatever. And what they do when <laughs> is they, they run to the bed that Dylan's sitting on, and then Heather lays on top of him, and then Chase lays on top of her, and I'm like, what if the fucking ceiling falls down? <laughs> You're all three dead. <laughs> yeah. You will but, all crush each other just from your collective weight. Yeah. Though she does try and do the door frame thing later on. Does she? When she about knocks out on the fucking nightstand. She gets to the door, kind of, and Because sort there's of the one herself. where it was downstairs, too, where fucking Dylan is kind of wobbling back and forth. Mm-hmm. And, like, she goes and kind of huddles over him. I'm like, stop. Just get <laughs> under the table. And the one, the, one of the fun facts I didn't write down, but I remember reading... They say the name Dylan in this movie a hundred and three times. <laughs> That's okay. Shayat. Yeah. <laughs> and so there was, uh, they didn't have a few. She's getting these phone calls mm-hmm. from a stalker, but they're essentially it's Freddie. Yeah. Making these calls. And she hadn't had very, any for very. Pre scream. Yeah, <laughs> these really fucking weird phone calls. I really want to fucking watch the screen movies, man. Um, if only we owned them. Oh, that's weird. Oh, <laughs> by the way, horror fans, I don't know how long it's going to last. If it, hopefully it's not done by Monday. <laughs> Maybe yeah. I should go on the Facebooks and put it out there. But if you don't own the screens digitally, you can buy them on Voodoo right now, and a two they have a double bundle, so you can get two bundles for sixteen bucks, and you can get like all the screams, and then say both evil deads or you know all the, the leprechauns all the leprechauns I mean, if you want it for 16 bucks you can get all four screen movies and all eight leprechaun movies yeah. like that if that's your thing that's a fucking deal <laughs> you can get the hostels the fucking hills have eyes Zzz. and not the hills have highs like i said hills earlier has highs. <laughs> yes um and so yeah, so she's been getting these calls. She hadn't had them for a few weeks. And the the thing that I like the most about it is it all coincides with the fact that Wes is having nightmares again. Mm-hmm. He hadn't had nightmares for 10 years. And as we get into the, you know, talking about a little bit more, like when he's talking to her about the script, about how, you know, Freddie can essentially be defeated. Mm-hmm. Um, like, it's all because his he's having nightmares and it's becoming reality and trying to cross over because essentially he's not trapped in the stories anymore. So he's able to kind of break out. Yeah. That's that was a A lot of storytelling storyteller type of angles. Yeah, This this. is, this is very much a script writer's script and the idea that Freddie is a real entity that's only been kept at bay because he hasn't been forgotten. Yeah, which is a thing that happens in the isn't that the remake or Freddy versus Jason? Like he basically lost his power because people forgot him. Yeah, that was Freddy versus Jason. Yeah, and so like this is kind of the same thing, except for the fact that people are forgetting him, so he's able to manifest in reality, which is kind of a well. And it's twist. more like it's more like the the them making movies of him keeps his spirit from becoming real right and manifesting on earth and actually killing people for real Mm -hmm. so it's this sort of weird voodoo witchcrafty thing even though they don't go full on to that that making movies and almost desensitizing people to him through these movies has keeping the real him 
from coming out. Right. That makes sense. Um, and so dad ends up getting called away mm-hmm. to go work on a detergent commercial. Everything seems fine. Yeah. Right. Um, he's going to be gone for a few days. It kind of obvious because like when she's in bed and the wall starts to crack and it happens to crack in the four in that four slice split right yeah. there. I'm like, all right, <laughs> we get it. <laughs> it's happening. Um, yeah. in that, she, well, yeah, she wakes up. That happens that night. Dad's already gone. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she goes downstairs and Dylan's watching uh, one of mommy's movies, unplugs it, and the kids start freaking the fuck out. Like, he's yeah. screaming. screaming. Like, loud. this kid is already creepy as shit. Mm-hmm. And then it, phone it was rings really and just hard stops. not to pick him as my most wanted to die. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't, dude, I don't really have a, like, a legit scorecard for this because this is not a, this movie is so different than what we normally cover that. With it having such a reality-based twist, yeah. like Freddy's the villain, mm-hmm. Nancy's the heroine, or Heather's Lane Camp's the heroine, mm-hmm. and you don't, you have very few actual deaths. Yeah. Um, two of them, you only see two of them. Technically, yeah. Kind of. I well, mean, you unless see, you really count see the one. beginning. Because well, oh, yeah. technically those guys died at that point. Right. They just didn't get discovered till like two days later. Right, right, right. Okay, so that, I, uh, yeah, you do see them all die. Okay. But um, it's a, it's such a weird way of doing it uh-huh. that, I mean, like, you assume the beginning was a dream, so you kind of discount that it's as like, being an actual though? death. Yeah. And then they'd say that they were discovered. Yeah, that they found their bodies later on. Um, and so the whole One, Two, Freddy's Coming for You song, mm-hmm. that's a quite, quite a, prevalent yeah they use it a lot in this. this movie yeah um and then i wrote down do people not know the earthquake protocols because i don't think they do <laughs> living in california and having it's like it's like living in tornado alley without a like a, a shelter under your house you mm-hmm. know what i mean like what i'm sure it'll be fine yeah we'll just, like we'll, it'll pass through and we'll, we'll, we'll be good yeah, we'll deal um and then so the next day She's got to go and do her talk show thing. And the limo driver fucking calls and she's like, oh shit, okay. And then he calls, he's all, ma'am, you're going to be fucking late. You know, and I was like, (laughs) calm your fucking self down. Then she goes, she gets there and the guy's all like, what's up? Because she does, she doesn't look bad in this movie at all. Like, good for you. Mm -hmm. Sorry, I just looked (laughs) down. We're only at 30 minutes. (laughs) We got like an hour and a half more movie to cover, though. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> Bum rushes her to the stage, practically like drags her along to get her to the stage. And, on yeah, because she's running straight. He's all no, 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 and fucking pulls her, in, <laughs> pulls her off to the side. Um, but the funny thing was, is after they, uh, after this, like this scene was super cool because it's like she's sitting there. She's being asked questions, mm-hmm. and then it's like it's almost awkward because he brings up her son. And it's like she doesn't like it like, yeah. that you're asking about her kid. And then you know Freddie shows up and does his little entry thing, super hammy Robert England style, which is awesome. Yeah, I loved it a lot. He's like, "Let's do lunch." Meeting right. him at a comic book convention a couple years ago, I could totally see him doing that. Oh yeah, like that's that just seems so Robert England. And I'm really hoping too, because it's rumored that um, he's supposed to be on board to do one more, and that they're trying to pitch an idea to the estate to get mm. to get one more made. 
I don't know what they were what like what it's gonna do or what you would do because it's like what this is the last one this is the last Freddy movie that doesn't technically count but then you have Freddy versus Jason which wasn't really a part of continuity either and then you have the um, reboot reboot, which also not part of continuity right which they they didn't do anything more with that kind of like what they didn't do anything more with the Friday the 13th reboot which would have been nice to that was a (laughs) like I actually liked that reboot quite a bit I like them both but the the legal hell that Friday the 13th has been through since that movie came out is what's really screwed us over right it would be interesting though I the reason I like the the reboot is because it makes it seem more scary and real. Mm-hmm. Like he was a child molester and killer. That was the whole point. And even this movie, it doesn't really deal with that. It kind of suggests it a little bit. It does a point where the only time I ever got that vibe is when uh, the phone rings and he's like, I touched your child or I touched your boy. And then he starts to foam at the mouth and the yeah. foam comes through the the phone yeah, receiver. The receiver and uh, that made me think and, of that whole like saying you know i touched your child yeah well now in that context it doesn't mean he physically touched your child mm-hmm. per se but it, it does take you it like it snaps in that like molester vibe there mm-hmm. for a second like why would you say it? like yeah i touched your kid yeah and that's something that if they do go forward with this i would love to see robert england do a serious, more closely to the original and the reboot, mm-hmm. like serious horror with Freddy again. This that is, and this awesome. is why it, it might be um, kind of what is with my uh, feelings towards uh, the reboot is when you have a masked slasher, a killer. There's not a lot of emotion there. There's not a lot that you can really identify with or. Um, hold on to because it's like when you watch the halloweens like there's several different people who play myers Mm -hmm. but it you know they all do the same thing yeah now when you reboot nightmare on elm street and then you have uh jackie earl haley play freddie and they do try to go the dark they do go the darker route with it and it's it's such it's it's more jarring because of the fact that Actors like they're actually playing a character that is speaking and expressive yeah. and has so much. I don't want to say layer to it, but there's there's more going on than just slow creeping and you know killing people and exciting in new ways. Yeah, like well, and that's you can, it's like every time there's a new Batman, you automatically go, "Is he as good as the last Batman?" And you can say, "Okay, is Christian Bale better than?" Kilmer better than Keaton and now right and how we, I was getting to the baits with everybody at work because I actually liked Ben Affleck as Batman I did too. most people don't yeah but with England it's like it's been him it's like uh, yeah, for, well, Alden I mean, Ehrenreich being solo it's like it's been Harrison Ford for all this time having someone else do that having anyone but Robert but, England be Freddy but see feels even weird. even with uh, Ehrenreich being solo. He played it much more Harrison Ford than what um, Jackie did with England. And I mean, it's like, it's totally different vibes. My favorite thing about the remake, Freddy, is he does have a badass voice to do that. Mm -hmm. I just, I don't, um, I don't know. 
for me, it's it's the first time since the original that he actually creeped me out. And it was like, okay, you're sick and twisted outside of all of the crazy shit you can do. If you mm-hmm. were just a dude, you would creep me out and I would be afraid of you because I know what's lying beneath you. Right. No, well, I get it. And like, honestly, with with the reboot, I would rather... I mean, the reboot's better than a lot of the sequels. Yeah. I would give it that. I just, I don't know what. It has nothing to do with you, so don't fucking look at me like that. <laughs> I'm I just don't, saying one of these days I, we're going to do it. I don't know so. what my, I, I have this fucking mental block about it, and I don't know why uh, other than just the fact that like. Change is scary. It, yeah, it's almost <laughs> like your dad left you, and then stepdad comes in, and he's just. It's just not the same. <laughs> he's trying to be like your dad, but he's not, so it's just kind of awkward. You're not my real dad. <laughs> um, so back to the movie itself. Mm-hmm. So after the after the they do the talk show, and she goes outside, and then she gets a call from Sarah over at New Line. And the funny the thing about this is the way that that woman talked. It reminded me of Wendy from The Shining. When she's like, all right, no, yep. you know, just the way that she <laughs> yeah, was, I get that. you know, kind of like this old school, like, I don't know, just the way the like what she said and how she said it was like very Wendy Torrance to me. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I don't like, <laughs> I don't I, know, but all right. <laughs> yeah. I, oh, I wrote it down and I wish I would have like maybe got the actual, what she said so I could have put it out mm-hmm. instead of just saying it, but. Fair enough. Um. But Wes and Bob are having nightmares, and they're all freaking out now that this script is being made. And then Dylan has another freak out well, and yeah, starts but, saying, never sleep again. Well, yeah, you, but you totally, we, we totally glazed over the the Robert the meeting with Robert Shea and how he's trying to convince her to come back. Well, then do that. Let's well, do it. I'm just trying to, you know, keep up pace here. Keep up pace? There's... We're fucking blazing pace. Alright. Um, so yeah. Hello. Shut up, Twitter. Um Tweet this So yeah, bird. Wes has a new nightmare, wants to do a new movie. Find uh you find out from Robert when she's at that meeting that uh Chase was actually out working on a new glove and that um a prototype and that Wes has been working on a new script and that's when she starts putting things together, being like, Oh, how long has he been doing this? Like mm-hmm. Last couple months, like, oh, weird. Because that's when I've been starting to get fucking phone calls and pieces of burnt paper with letters in the mail. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, and then, uh, yeah, the Never Sleep Again. God, I broke, God, this kid is creepy. I mean, that yeah. kid, that's just what he does. Pet Cemetery, too, wasn't he? I don't know. Not Pet Cemetery, too, but wasn't he in Pet Cemetery? Let's all look it up. Yeah, I, think, I think his name was Gage. Yeah, shout out to my. I haven't seen Pet Cemetery, so I don't know. Dude, yeah, I have the original, and then um, one of my buddies gave me a code for the remake. I just haven't watched it yet. Me too, except I just bought them. Right. Well, and that was the thing too. I, I ended up coming across a lot of digital codes lately. He's also in Kindergarten Cop. Yeah, yes, he... he was Gage created in Pet Cemetery. Okay, dude, I had I had three cop. I had two. Two copies of fucking It Chapter Two, one copy of of the It series, It It One and It Chapter Two, and then Rambo, <laughs> The Last Blood. Fair enough. Fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Um, but is it the last blood? It is, dude. He's he was old. He was retired. <laughs> I brought him back. One last blood. <laughs> I don't. I haven't seen bloods. it yet, but I really want to. Um, so she finds out. Um, Rex. Um, he said Rex saved him. Shows a uh, shows mom the stuffed animal that's been sliced mm-hmm. ever so conveniently. Oh, yeah. Um, and then she calls Chase tripping balls. He's like, I'm going to come home. Ends up leaving. They pan back and show the glove is gone as well. Yeah. So he's on his way home and starts uh, falling asleep at the wheel. I wrote down, I feel this because <laughs> when I was trucking, if I didn't get enough sleep the night before, and like I said, I had to like leave at three o'clock because I had to be in Portland by seven. Mm-hmm. Um, I would, I would be like, be like six thirty, just as the sun was coming up, and it was still kind of twilight, you know, sky. And I'd be sitting there, and I have my eyes like <laughs> as wide open as I possibly could. I'd be smacking my face. I'd be like, "Come on." You know, like I would never do the whole dozing off like that, but I'd That's be like, comforting. <laughs> I would have one eye squinted, one eye wide open. And I'm like, let's go. For those man. that can't see, it's a very frightening image. <laughs> I'm not going to be able to sleep tonight. You're welcome. Thankfully, I don't have to drive far to work. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, I, th- I thought it was a little strange that because it wasn't only like 730 at night. Dude, it wasn't even that late because it, it was like they were working. It was work yeah. time. And he's like, I got to. Uh, He's like, I'll be there in three hours. Yeah, which is like, why are you? Why is it taking you that long to get home? And we don't even know what time of year this movie takes place. Technically, I mean, we could look up and see when the um, earthquake in '94. Why don't you Google find out what month the uh, California earthquake of 1994 happened? I, we're gonna deep dive and find out. Be like, <laughs> hey, so. so if he left during the daytime at say four o'clock, it should still be light by the time he got home. Um. And so, um, mom is reading the story of Hansel and Gretel, and so kind of setting up the whole concept of that. The 94 Northridge earthquake? Yes. Uh, January. Oh, you still, oh, okay, that makes sense, because we, we yeah, we, in January, which is what month we're in now, mm-hmm. that was a very... <laughs> In January, where we're at now, <laughs> yeah, um, uh, is uh, it does get pretty dark pretty quick, and, and so okay, yeah. touche. I holler touche, uh, West Craven. However, sorry for doubting you. My thing was okay. You left work early and was still falling asleep. What would have happened if you had stayed to work the, the whole, whole day, gotten home a couple hours even later? I think you would have fallen asleep and died no matter what. <laughs> like it was seven thirty. Yeah, like, fair enough. What are you doing? What are you doing? Are you exactly. not sleeping? <laughs> Who, uh, what are you doing over there? Maybe not. Getting nightmares because of glove. Right. Um, and so, did it, I lost my place here. Well, he falls. He, he He's You dozing. get the glove uh, coming up through the seat, Which much like the bathtub. And, the bathtub, the bed later on. Like, know. it's very every nightmare thing where that glove's yeah. coming up through something. It was kind of Jaws-like, like the fin coming through the water kind right. of thing. And, like, you, the, it's not the worst special effect I've seen in a movie around that time, i.e. Mortal Kombat Annihilation. But <laughs> um, it, it's just, it's funny that, like, how it just comes through. It doesn't cut the seed at all. No, no. 
Well, that part is like in his brain, I guess. Like it's not actually happening. But uh, yeah, but it is happening though because the same thing happens later on when it happens in like he actually cuts the bed. So it's almost like does he choose for it to do that? Probably. Because like when later on when it does that next to uh, Heather. Heather while she's sleeping, like the sheets are actually shredded, mm-hmm. but the mattress is not. But see, the whole thing is like when he's falling asleep and then it comes up and it, you know, does a little fucking scrizzatch <laughs> on his on his junkle region. And then... Um, That's the technical term. The old crotchels. Mm-hmm. And then uh, he goes down to do the old readjust. Yeah. And then it happens again. But then it pops up and like... It, it's more... This movie doesn't have a lot of slashing in it. It has more of like fucking... Like you put your hand in like a, the old school snake where you put all four fingers on top mm-hmm. of your thumb and like it's like they're just stabbing. Yeah. It's more stabbed than slashing in this movie. Mm-hmm. And that happens a lot, especially when you see later on he dies and they go, they show the dead, the, the dead body at the morgue. It's just four scratches. Yeah. There's no stabs. There's no, nothing like that. It's just... Four punctures. Right. Yeah. And I mean... When we get when we get to that, I have I have a few things to say about that fucking doctor. <laughs> um, and so they, uh, yeah, we're there. Cops come to tell. They show up at the house, let mm-hmm. her know that they that you know her husband died, which is it's sad because it's like that's the one thing that I never want, would obviously wanted to happen. You know, like with me being on the road, having to have some cop show up at my house. <laughs> And an so, yeah, and a, you're, uh, yeah. yeah, he died. <laughs> <laughs> he fell asleep, big old dummy, and he, he died. Fuck you, man. <laughs> and so they, they, she goes to the morgue, and then he's like, it's a bad wreck. But it was just four slashes. Mm-hmm. Like, they made it sound like this guy was mangled. He yeah. only has four cuts in his chest. Yeah. That's like, it. If he hadn't didn't have the slashes, he'd probably still be alive. It looks like he fared pretty well. Right? But it's like, I'm like, come on, tore up. They're like, the truck was pretty tore up, and there's only chest wounds. And I'm like, hey. Like, when the arm falls down next to her, and, like, I mean, it's all painted because he's dead, but, like, mm-hmm. there's no other wounds yeah. anywhere to be seen. Like, he doesn't even have any fucking wounds on his face. Yeah. If it wasn't for the fact that we saw him in a car... We would not have known what happened. Yeah. It'd been the same thing with fucking Julie later on. Yeah. Like, was one in a car accident? Did one get drug up the side of a fucking wall again? Like, I feel like like it was a cool idea to be like, oh, she saw the top of the four slashes. And then leave it at that. Well, no, but having that give her the, oh, shit, Freddy, and so she wanted to see the whole thing. But I think if this had been made maybe ten years later, and it was gory to the point where... Might have started at four slashes, but like almost the rest is just mangled. mangled. Yeah. yeah, beyond. That compare. would have been too bad. I, I would have been all right with that. But just the four slashes, like okay. Yeah. Like so, was there a raccoon in the car too? I'm just <laughs> get freaked out. And like, uh, uh. <laughs> um. So they they go to the funeral. Of course, there's a fucking earthquake during the funeral. Or is there? Or is there? Who knows anymore? Well, it's it, it's kind of sad though, man. Because if you think about it, like she's experiencing earthquakes, and everyone's just kind of watching her flail on, flail around <laughs> like a weirdo. Like, what is she on, man? Because it, it's not like they don't really paint it as her being the crazy lady until she's at the hospital. Yeah, and like I'm the super judgmental doctor. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah, well, fucking 
Well, I get she only had the best intentions for the child. Uh-huh. Right. <laughs> um, so, the, yeah, the funeral, earthquake, she trips, hits her head. Freddie starts pulling, or then the casket falls down at an angle. Mm-hmm. And then um, some, did Dylan just he fall in there? Yeah, or did he climb in there? Like, I missed that part. And then, like, he's... It almost... And it kind of lends to the idea of it's all in her head that he just sort of appeared there. Yeah, okay. And then Freddy's starting to drag him down, and she's trying to get at him, and it's like the deep chasm that is the casket, kind of like the end with the bed right. going into the hole. And then... And then the husband pops ugh. back to life and says, Come be with us, Nancy. Come be with us. Yeah, um... He says, yeah, he falls out and he says, stay with me. No, thanks. Yeah, I'm good. And then <laughs> they get back to the house and then she thinks that they're be- you know, in bed. And then she's walking down the stairs and he's standing there watching Nightmare on Elm Street again. Mm-hmm. But the TV is still unplugged, Yeah, which is pretty cool. And then this is the um, Nightmare 1. The, okay, then nothing happens. So the next day she meets up with John Saxon at the park. They're talking, bullshitting. Um, and Dylan's out there playing on the toys and it's really kind of fucked up that like he works his way all the way to the top of the rocket playground Mm -hmm. toy before they notice that he's all the way up there. (laughs) That's good parenting. (laughs) Right. Excuse me. And then he's standing up there with his arms out like a fucking weird child and then falls. (laughs) Trying to pull a Superman. And then falls. Mom gets there just in time to catch him. And then, yeah, I like that all of these other people are noticing this child and they're running away. Yeah. And just staring at him. And then Langenkamp and John are just chatting away, shooting the breeze. Oh, goodness. Yeah. Just chilling. And then, uh, you know, she runs over, uh, catches him. And yeah, that's the end of that. Like, he's like, God wouldn't take me or some shit. And I'm like, that's heavy. (laughs) That's heavy for a child. Like, God damn it, God won't let me in. <laughs> you know, and then... Um, there are moments where it's like, wow, this could have been a lot deeper and more meaningful than, you know, just your it's standard like it, It's like it really movie. tried to do that. Yeah, and then failed because it ended up veering off somewhere else. And it was like, okay, well, that happened and that was interesting, but it never happens again and right. doesn't matter. And it's so, On paper. Yeah. Been. And so uh, next day, she uh, calls Robert talking and be like hey you know what's going on mm-hmm. with that big old fucking cordless phone got a nice pool robert's yeah. got a nice they all have nice houses oh, obviously yeah. i'm like wow well robert's been in more movies so i mean it's like it he, makes he sense. got a lot of residuals well, and the thing is too like even the house that um heather lives in like i like that style of house like mm-hmm. it's huge but it's not like it's almost kind of like how the home alone house is really big and it's really nice inside except for the Home Alone house is really got it's got like really ugly wallpaper inside and like green carpet and stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, well, that's partly the '80s fault. <laughs> eh. Um, but uh, so Robert's working on a painting while he's talking to her, and like, mm-hmm. like you kind of get a glimpse of it, and then when it zooms out, and it's got like you see, it's like this really badass Freddy style painting. Like he's not telling her what's going on, even though he he's uh experiencing it as well. Yeah. Um, true friend. Yeah. yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about, yeah, thanks, but I'm Robert. not going to tell you. Yeah, you deal with it yeah. yourself. <laughs> um, and I was just like, I liked how up to that point, like just like the script is paralleling what's actually happening in the movie. So it's almost like, 
like the script that's being written is the script that's actually like yeah i feel like that's an old twilight zone episode or something like as things are being written Mm -hmm. it's kind of like scary stories yeah like as the story is playing out for these people as they read them it's actually happening to the people and that was the same thing at the very end of the movie when she's uh when you know spoiler alert they make it Mm -hmm. back and she's got the script Mm -hmm. and you know it's signed by wes and then she's like looking at it and then he's like you read me the story and then she no thumbs back to the very beginning and starts reading yeah i found that to be strange like hey let's tell the story about how your dad died again (laughs) fair (laughs) enough i didn't live through that let's just go through it all again um we already talked about because she's all right and then she's in bed we talked about the sheets being cut Mm -hmm. because she hears a clang like a loud noise downstairs dylan's singing the fucking the song again Mm -hmm. with the knives taped to his fingers she falls out of bed, almost hits her head on the nightstand, and then she goes down there and it's says, uh, answer the phone. Yeah. It, uh, with the Those mail are all that the burned up. letters. Yeah. And then the phone call happens and, you know, the kid tries to cut at her with the fucking knife fingers and I don't know if I feel like I'm mixing two scenes or not, but. Probably, but it's oh, okay. Well. We're, scr- we're skimming. Yeah. Um, and so they go to the hospital because. I mean, Dylan. He keeps having seizures and weird episodes and foaming at the mouth and shit. (laughs) Right. Like something's wrong. Yeah. And then you got Lynn Shea as the nurse. Um, She uh, has her meeting with Wes, even though her kid's in the hospital. Yeah. Um, Has the meeting with Wes, explains what's going on. He's, uh, he starts going into like a real deep dive of like what is actually happening, talking about how she's the gatekeeper. Oops. And to beat, to beat him. She'll have to become Nancy again, yeah. essentially, to do it. And uh, my favorite, like, not to just kind of really breeze over that whole scene because there was a lot. There's yeah, a but lot. we already kind of yeah, delved you, into it, it earlier, right? And so they, you know, she goes back to her house. She's reading all these books on like child psychology and schizophrenia and all that kind of shit. And mm-hmm. she, as she's uh, drinking coffee. And yeah, I like the coffee pot next to the bed. I wrote that, that down nice too. Touch. Because the funny thing is, is back when I first started uh, Twitch streaming, I had a, a single serving uh, Keurig cake oh. up coffee pot on my desk. <laughs> I got a lot of a lot of uh, fucking thumbs up for that one, man. <laughs> They're like, yeah, like you got a coffee pot on your desk? And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I go right, <laughs> all right. Um, and so yeah, because I wrote that down too. Um, well, it's actually. I mean, if if you want to go back and listen to our original Nightmare on Elm Street, you know, the whole idea for this story came from real events of kids that were staying up for days and days and right. wouldn't go to sleep and died right. in their sleep once they finally did. And the parents found coffee pots like hidden in their rooms because <laughs> okay. they were trying to stay awake. I wonder what kind of coffee they were drinking, man, because I had a couple cups of fucking Death Wish this morning and I could take a nap right now. Um... <laughs> So it's all the spicy chicken. No, oh, you were. I knew you were gonna fucking find a way to bring up the spicy chickens. Um, and so then Freddy attacks, and this is the one where he he uh, like really first time he pops out, really right. The first time you actually see him come out yeah. with his slow motion long fucking swipes. Mm-hmm. And it's like, dude. First of all, if I was Freddy, <laughs> she wouldn't have lived past that scene. Because yeah. like every time he encounters her, it's like. 
I'm like they're playing a game of tag mm-hmm. and he's doing the big swipes and then she'll smack him with something and get away. And then it's like later on when they're doing it, um, when they get, when they're fighting at the temple place mm-hmm. and he grabs her and then he could literally just fucking do it real quick. But yeah. He's getting all fucking just not doing it. Yeah. <laughs> Essentially. It's like procrastination nation. Yeah. Well, you know, it, Again, going back to the reboot, one of the things that they kind of talk about is the idea that he's just screwing with them. Like, he can kill them whenever he wants, but he doesn't want to because mm-hmm. he wants to keep them awake as long as possible so that when they do fall asleep, they're there forever. Ah, uh, okay. Like, and that's, again, it's one of those things that this movie could have done and didn't is mm. that I wasn't really sure. Was he going after Nancy? Was he going after Dylan? What was his point? Like, was I think he just that, a well, dickhead? he was going after, well, like what Wes was saying is that they were, he's trying to get to the real world. Yeah. Real world. He couldn't real world. get, th- <laughs> real world. He couldn't get through unless he went through her. And okay. so she was the gatekeeper and he's saying that Freddie will attack her when she, like, with her most vulnerable state, which as a parent would be your child. Sure. And so in order to kind of get his way through and to fight through her, he has to kind of fuck with the kid as well. And so it's almost kind of like a chain of events that like, you got to go, <laughs> go through all this red tape just to get to where you're trying to go. Fair enough. Um, but so they go through the whole ordeal at the hospital. Um, Alrighty, yeah. So they get to the hospital. Um, you kind of find out Heather's really the only one experiencing the quakes, mm-hmm. and then she gets in there finally after this whole back and forth with the doctor saying, you know, it's not visiting hours. I beg, fuck you. Let me see my kid. Yeah, that was get, really strange. Like it's not visiting hours. It's like, bitch, I will fucking it's my round child you. who's underage at a hospital by himself having all of these... You don't get out of the fucking way. (laughs) I I can't imagine any hospital anywhere saying, no, you can't see your kid. Right. Um, And so she finally gets in there, because when she gets there, Julie's already there, because she had a dream Mm -hmm. about the whole thing, and she's trying to get back there to see Dylan. Right. They're not letting her... Well, and I get that. She's not the mom. Yeah, that one makes sense. But the mom, it's like, okay, let's do some shit here. And so, like, they've, you know... They finally get back there. Uh, Dylan wakes up, pops through the fucking because he's in, yeah he's in thing. an oxygen tent yeah pops through splits all this gross black shit yeah that's like the that's like I thought it was blood but it was like black yeah it was and there's some chunk in it mm-hmm, like yeah, it was, some lot <laughs> some some fucking projectiles for sure. Um, and the mom's freaking out like, yeah, she would. right. And then they go in there and the kid's not even in there. Yeah. <laughs> right. And she's all flopping around on the bed. Like, okay, the last place you want to do that is in a psych ward. So yeah. I would, I would chill. And then, um, so, oh, this is, yeah. So before she flops around on the bed, they get her back. Okay. They get her back in the chair and they start strapping her in there. And then the doctor's in there. And then does the whole Freddy fucking doctor thing. Like, mm-hmm. okay, that's, I get it. That's kind of cool. Yeah. Sorry, I got it. Go ahead. I'm going to stretch it. Chicken stretch. Oh. <laughs> the spicy chicken stretches. I fucking hate you. 
Yeah, it was kind of... It's... Oh, it's a deep one. No shit. Jesus Christ. I mean, I've been trying to talk through it, and there's just no point. We I need can't. to wait until it's over with. <laughs> oh, my Lord. It's just like there's like four different spots where I was like, that's it. Huh? <laughs> I'm surprised I didn't fucking relax a fucking pooter out of there real quick. <laughs> and so, yeah, they're like, they're trying to restrain both of them. Doctor is standing there and like, I'm going to cut this. I'm going to cut the evil out of him. <laughs> and the fucking glove pops up like Ugh. yeah the cool part though is when they're trying to strap heather to the chair and they're trying to wrap the strap around and it just mm-hmm. does it like almost in like reverse just wraps around it's pretty cool yeah and um doctor's got heather julie's trying to keep dylan awake and the nurses force a sleeping shot on him. Right. And Julie goes nuts on the nurses. And... <laughs> she socks one of them. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I know what's in that one, but do you know what's in this one? <laughs> and it's like, well, yeah, the same fucking thing. It should be. <laughs> it's either that or like water. You're like, what do you think is in it? Oh, yeah, right. And so she, uh, I keep losing my fucking spot. Okay. She, uh, f- so she, she's talking to Dylan. Freddie pops up <laughs> behind her. I don't really dig the trench coat in no. in this scene because this scene it's it's a lot bluer, and the hat's different. Yeah. It looks different. It says it's the same. Yeah, but it looked it, it looked it more look fedora like than this one it than it a did. Fedora. Not near. No, that's a fedora. And if we're talking remake, fedoras are like the little tiny hats with the little bitty fucking like the hipster hat. I'm gonna Google fedora. You Google fedora. <laughs> And then I'll fucking Google what Freddy's fucking real hat is. Um, but his hat looked different in this one. Looked bigger than it uh it did in previous one. It's a fedora. Fuck. Stupid dick. You're a stupid dick. <laughs> it does say brown fedora. Yeah. I don't. God. Um. <laughs> It's gonna make me mad because I like I picture his fedora looks a lot more like a fedora in this fedora. <laughs> Fuck you. Fucking fedora. Well, they're saying that the hat uh, Freddie wears in Nightmare on Elm Street film series is basically just a worn out fedora. Yeah. Uh, I guess I was thinking of um, a, they're smaller, like like a bowler. No. <laughs> I don't care anymore. No, no. <laughs> fucking. I'm gonna throw. No. Oh no! I'm gonna throw something at your head. Um, I'm gonna call you Herbert from Family Guy. <laughs> if I could do the voice, I would. Come on, Jessa. Mm. I have some popsicles. Um, and so okay. Cream of hamstring. <laughs> mm. Mm. Come on, Jessa. <laughs> so. Freddie keeps popping up behind her mm-hmm. and then eventually stabs her in the back. Yeah. He's not, he doesn't, they're slashing blades. I mean, yeah, they have <laughs> points, but it's like. I don't know. I feel like I would use it as like a, a puncture through. Dude, you know? I would just fucking, just, I would. <sighs> like a tigress. <laughs> <laughs> I'll fucking slap your hand. Do you do that again at me? <laughs> Um, and then so becomes like Julie ends up getting got mm-hmm. very similar to the girlfriend in the first nightmare where she yeah. gets dragged up and down the walls, but mm-hmm. there's more blood in this one. Um, and the doctors have detained Heather 
and they're essentially asking her if she's crazy, if her family's crazy, if she's on some sort of drugs. Right, if she's, you know, they're saying it could be hereditary. And then says, don't take this personally. But you're a fucking psychopath. (laughs) Are you nuts around drugs? Yeah, right. Nothing against you. So then they hear the screams. They, they, the other nurses and they get to the door first and then they actually see fucking Julie levitating there Mm -hmm. so that like, that would be enough to be like, Hey, you saw this too. Yeah. I'm not crazy. But then you look at fucking Miko and he's got his hands up like he's goddamn the emperor. (laughs) (laughs) He's like force holding somebody up. Um, and then, uh. Yeah, it starts dragging her up the wall, and then he's like, hey, Dylan, you ever play Skin the Cat? Yeah. <laughs> like, pointless, but okay. It was a cool line for something that didn't end up actually happening. Right. Well, and they took for, like, it took forever for them to actually get to the room. So yeah. Heather and the doctor and everybody that was off in the um, dispensary, mm-hmm. they it took them three times as long to get to that fucking room as it did the other nurses. And yeah, it was like they heard the screams and went, okay, well, we'll get we'll there get when there, we get when there. We get there. Like, I would <laughs> Just have do been... a casual stroll down the hallway. Stop <laughs> for some M&Ms in the vending machine. Fucking Leonardo DiCaprio walk. That yeah. They fucking, the meme. <laughs> um, and so they... Uh, but by the by time, time they, they get, get there, there yeah, by Dylan's the time gone. He's gone. And she's like, he sleeps walk, he sleepwalks, you idiot. You stupid duck. You didn't know that? <laughs> yeah. Nope. <laughs> and so they leave, and then she sees, like, she's driving down the road, but she sees him climbing a hill. A hill. And so it's like, she's like, Dylan, and he's sleepwalking, so he's not going to hear you. Mm-hmm. And then she climbs the fence to chase after him and the fucking back, back bombs and mm-hmm. fucking just gets over straight down on her back that would fucking hurt yeah and then she's chasing him up the hill and then you know she fucking it's almost like he would it's almost like he would have stopped but then he turns around and freddy cheesy forms in the fucking clouds and yeah then that reaches, was dumb <laughs> reaches like down. Mufasa. <laughs> god damn it. yeah and then he's like ah <laughs> fucking starts to cross the street again and then um you know, traffic swerving everywhere. And, and then the big claw, like, comes down and puppeteers him and, like, dangles him in front of cars. I didn't see that part. Yeah. I must have got, like, reached down to grab my coffee cup when I was <laughs> watching that. I missed the best parts of this movie. What, that, yeah, okay. We yes. can call it those. <laughs> yeah, sure. Um, and so, finally, they they get home. Dylan Beats are there. John Saxon is there. Mm-hmm. Being a Just fucking cause. dick. <laughs> but then you turn out that... Um, all of a sudden, bed uh, smoke starts to pop up from the bed before mm-hmm. he starts to rise up out of, under the sheets. But they're down there uh, downstairs talking, and he's like, "Why?" Are, uh, she she asks him. She's like, "Why are you calling me Nancy, John?" Yeah. And then he's like, "Why are you calling me John, Nancy?" <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm not your friend, guy. Right. <laughs> I'm not your I'm not your guy, buddy. I'm not your buddy friend. I'm not your friend, pal. <laughs> Um, but it was a cool transition of like oh we're in the movie yeah because then she looks down and sees the badge and Mm -hmm. he gets in the cop car and drives off and And it clicks for her and she's like oh uh, fuck yeah it's on yeah like fucking Willem Dafoe and Boondock Saints yeah it's on 
And then she turns around, goes back in the house, and then we got the the other Hansel and Gretel tie-in where she finds the breadcrumbs pills. Of sleeping pills. Yeah, starts to take them. I'm like, you might want to figure that out a lot quicker before you OD, before you even get to the fucking bed. <laughs> well, see, and that's another one of those things that I almost thought, because I haven't watched this in a long time, and I was like, you know, in a different movie, Freddy would have put those pills there to make her OD, to keep her asleep, to kill her. Yeah. Or keep tormenting her forever because she'd be in a coma. Yeah. That but would no. suck so bad. Yeah. Well, again, that's more or less what the reboot is. But in this, it's just... And I like that the kid left the breadcrumbs because it ties into that Hansel and Gretel thing. Done. Are you? Are you? <laughs> Sorry, I thought we were supposed to talk about the movie. No, are we you... ta- which movie are we talking about, though? Fuck All face. of them. All of them? Everything. Yeah, everything? Yes. No. False? <laughs> You lie. <laughs> I'm saying it's a missed opportunity. I think it would have been creepier had they done a turn and been like, no, Freddy left those pills for you to keep you asleep. Well, yeah, it's darker. Yeah, I get yeah. it. Okay, that's all I'm saying. No need to get it's, not, it. it's not what you say, you it's how you say you it. You don't need to get angry, Whopper. Have some spicy <laughs> I'm, chicken. I'm fucking... <laughs> <laughs> Getting all I'm fucking Texas fiery Whopper. rooster Texas, on me. Texas Whopper over here. <laughs> um... And so she uh, slides in, she gets on the bed, slides down into Freddy's world. Looks ancient, but it's also like the beginning. And I do like the dark, I do, I wrote this down again, but I really do like the darker take on Freddy uh, sans the trench coat. Because mm-hmm. if it was a like a brown trench coat, it, I don't think it would have, it would have looked maybe cooler, but he wears brown pants. Yeah. But then it couldn't, like blue, blue doesn't really go with the brown fedora, the red and green sweater, the brown pants. But I guess black would have been all right. Just get yeah. rid of the trench coat. He doesn't need it. No. You already have the hat. You already got the more square it's that, jawline fucking mask. It's that slick mask. 90s pre-Matrix. <sighs> Gotta make him all sleek and cool badass. But, you know, part of the even the idea of the colors on the sweater were supposed to be that it's supposed to assault your eyes. Well, yeah. And if you're covering it up with the trench coat... Yeah. It's not so assaulting anymore. Well, but it assaulted you because you hate that trench coat. So well, it yeah, makes you hate him even more because of his fashion choices. Could you imagine, imagine if it would have been a fucking red and green trench coat? That would have looked terrible. <laughs> well, yeah, but it would have been much more assaulting. Yeah. Um, will you stop, phone? No. Um, and also, Rex, the stuffed dinosaur, died. Yeah, he got, he got cut in half. Or, mm-hmm. um, and so she gets down there. She starts fighting with him. Or if you can call it that, mm-hmm. going back and forth, he's swinging at it like a fucking like like he's swinging a baseball bat at fucking air balls. Yeah, and um, he throws her down. She lands on like a pot or something like that, or a pot breaks and there's fucking like snakes everywhere. Yeah. But then she grabs an eel. It looks like an eel and stabs <laughs> him in the eye. <laughs> a lot of things. Like I was trying to keep up in my notes. I got uh. Freddie lures Heather in. Mm-hmm. She finds the script. Dylan almost gets shivved by Heather. Yeah, because he pops up. It's like, hey, you got someone holding a fucking Myers knife that <laughs> happens to be serrated. <laughs> like, that was the biggest steak knife I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. And, like, scares him. She's like, ah! <laughs> and it's like, what would you have done if you stabbed your son? <laughs> oh, like, this didn't work out the way I wanted <laughs> oh, to. Oh, no. I'm just going to leave the dream world. And I don't know what happened to Dylan. That's so weird. Oh, man, that it's really crazy. sucks. But... Yeah, so she stabs him in the eye, 
and uh yeah he's like and then pulls it out but i like it literally is almost just like somebody like she stuck a leech on his eyeball or something where it didn't actually puncture or anything but it's like he's all squirming around like it impaled his face which i guess you know any blade to the face would you know would but it was a fucking eel or a slug or i thought it was her knife i thought she knifed him in the head uh-uh. Oh, I don't know. Like I said a lot of things were happening fast. I was trying to keep up. Um, I do like the fact that they had like the plaques on the walls with the seven deadly sins written on there, which literally played nothing no. into anything other than the fact of maybe how ancient he is. Yeah, I think could that be, would be could the be only biblical. Thing. Maybe it seems like there's a lot of things they went. We can do this, and then yeah, they didn't follow <laughs> through. Um, and so Freddie chases Dylan into the furnace. Mm-hmm. He can't get in very Hansel and Gretel again, yeah. but then, but then does the, you know, the arm reach out for my arm, my, my arm, my, my long arm here <laughs> and then fucking grabs him, pulls him over and then starts to do another snake bit. Like he did in one of the previous movies where he's like, opens up the mouth all big yeah. and he's like, just the jaw. right. And he's going to bite the head until mom fucking makes her way up those sick ass steps the fucking yeah, those, muck stairs well yeah and that's a lot like uh the original mm-hmm. when she's trying to get i don't know why she was trying to get upstairs in the original but to they, get away yeah but they turned to sinky sand and yeah this one's much grosser looking yeah. though too because it's like, <laughs> <laughs> like mud and she gets up there starts like, she fucking shanks them mm-hmm. and then um the thing that like i didn't I get why they might have done it just for the effect, but like when they show that python looking snake that in the, the oven for some reason, yeah, that was the white and yellow one, yeah. but it was rattling. It's not a fucking rattlesnake. <laughs> Could be. No, <laughs> that was like a, a. It looked like a fucking like a python or some yeah. or a boa or something. That was way too big. Like I feel like they were just like, let's take every possible scary snake thing. Well, yeah. It's big. It's creepy looking. It rattles because people know that if a snake rattles, it's bad. Yeah. That's why I said, like, I, I kind of get why they did it, but it's like. It's not a rattlesnake. Yeah. Not even close. <laughs> like, not even the same colors. Um, And so, fucking, they get him in there. And then Freddy's tongue comes through there and starts wrapping around her head. Mm-hmm. And then Miko just comes over like it's nothing and pulls it off. <laughs> Well, and he stabs it, too. Well, he does stab it, but I mean, like, when he he pulls it off of Heather's head, it's almost like he's just, like, removing a bandana. Like, it's yeah. not hard to get off, but she's <laughs> over there like, can't get it off. And then he's trying to fucking stab it, but it's doing the fucking <laughs> doing the side-to-side movement thing. And then I forgot, I thought they were going to do more with the forked tongue thing, because it's yeah. kind of funny that they forked his tongue, even though he was doing that snake-like fucking head bite. Yeah, like, they turn him into a snake, but then... They don't. They don't. Um, and then he catches on fire because that kills him, I guess. Yep. And then his head turns into like a devil. Yeah. Briefly. <laughs> for some reason. Yeah. And then he dies, uh-huh. I guess. Yeah. Does he, though? Did he? I, I don't, don't know. know. <laughs> <laughs> and, there hasn't been another one, so yes, I right? guess so. Yeah. And so, yeah, they make it back. Because everything explodes. After they light him on fire, like the entire building. Yeah, it's almost like someone left the gas on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right and so yeah they make it back to the house they find the script and then they do the aforementioned reading of the script and like here this is how i met your dad <laughs> or this is how your dad met his end like yeah. fucking 
How you met your mother in reverse. <laughs> the other the other thing I wrote about this though is that the outro music to this was uh, it reminds me of Nightmare Meets Candyman. Yeah, because it had like that. the ha 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 ha, and then the fucking. I think that's b- Tim Allen. But yeah, so it it felt like that with like the choiry Oz, mm-hmm. and then it was like that boom boom, like old school fucking yeah. 80s style nightmare music, and then back to the fucking oh oh, like oh, whatever. Oh. <laughs> um, yeah, it's it's weird. It's like it's a mashup almost. Well, yeah, it but it, fit. it it fits with the almost tacked on ending that doesn't make sense. Like they're in this cathedral looking thing and the seven deadly sins and the snakes and all this shit that had nothing to do with the rest of the movie. But everything else sounds very biblical. Yeah, <laughs> snakes and shit yeah. like that. Yeah, that's uh, it's like they they got like three quarters of the way through the movie and went, oh shit, we have to figure out how to end this yeah. in traditional do? nightmare yeah. fashion. <laughs> Let's just light him on fire in a church with snakes. Yeah. He'll turn into the devil just cause. And <laughs> just in case. Then <laughs> <laughs> we'll do some choir music and right. that'll be the end. Yeah. So that's pretty much it. Yeah. I mean, I love this movie. It doesn't oh, yeah. sound like, like, it doesn't sound like we do, but. No, it's just, it's a clever idea that, I think in old school horror movie fashion didn't quite stick the landing. Yeah. I, I mean, it's like it was trying to be fucking what? 20, 26 years old now. Yeah. I mean, it's trying to do something new and different that you would probably see in a horror movie today. Right. While still being hamstrung by the corniness of an eighties, nineties. And I could really slasher. I mean, this definitely you could, is a, a craven precursor to Scream. Definitely. That, that real life horror thing. Mm-hmm. Is, yeah, I dig it. So, we'll go, uh, without further ado, <laughs> we'll dive into our scorecard or lack thereof, because I did do one. Oh. Oh. So More often than you. not, you fuck. <laughs> um, so. When I got done with this movie, I only remembered the Julie kill, so I put that down as my best kill. But visually, I really do think that the uh, the very first one with uh, Chuck and Terry mm. was pretty cool. A lot more blood spurt. Sure. More... A little more unexpected. Yeah. I went with Julie for the reminiscence of... The original? Yeah, Tiffany yeah. or whatever from the original. And it seemed more painful and horrifying. Yeah. But um, I almost went with scare because when he jumps out of the closet, that's it was a like, good, oh, that's that was a, startling. Yeah, ah. right? <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one. Um, my most wanted to die is I didn't have one because it, it, I, I was like, I, Freddy, I guess, because he's he's the bad guy. Like we talked about yeah. earlier, Nancy's the heroine. Miko's annoying, but he's also five. Yeah, that's <laughs> like as soon as Dylan started to talk, I went Dylan, but I ended up going with the doctor. Yeah, she's kind of a B. Yeah, B. Yeah. um my most wanted to live with like again heather i didn't have i went with julie because she was well she did die so yeah i guess that makes sense yeah and again this is one of the hard things like how do we this movie particularly yeah so few people die but also like we've seen it before so it's like how do you pick who you want to live when you know when who's going to live. Yeah, and when they're and also when they're kind of technically people. 
Yeah. Like they're yeah, it's not like a movie movie. It's so much different. But Julie's like the innocent bystander who was just trying to watch the kid. Were they also but they also had kind of like this at the same time with Julie, there was almost like an unexplored vibe with her. Yeah. Where like she she is almost like untrusting of the mom because she's losing her shit, so she becomes more maternal with Dylan, and you know, mm-hmm. like I'm surprised. It was like one of the one movies where they didn't go dads fooling around with the babysitter trope. Yeah, um, he was already dead, so it didn't matter. Yeah, exactly. He probably was, but it didn't matter because he's dead already. Right. It was a very uh, Julie's trying to get rid of Mama. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, my grossest moment, there wasn't really one, so I put the the muck stairs because the, when she's going up and down those stairs or going up those stairs, it's just like I'm just imagining it being like sewage. And yeah, sewage and oatmeal. Oatmeal and <laughs> fucking turds. <laughs> like what? Dirt and twigs and shit. Yeah. I went with Dylan spitting up the black shit. Fair enough. That was pretty like, yeah, I can uh, do without throwing it. <laughs> Um, my dumbest moment was the Freddy long arm and snake eating with the head. I went with Mufasa Freddy. <laughs> Fair enough. It was like, I, it, there was a fairly Did real... Did you write down Mufasa Freddy? No, I came okay, up with that okay. whilst recording. But okay. <laughs> I just put giant Freddy in the clouds, but <laughs> yeah, it's, everything has such a real world basis-ish until about that point. Right. And then it's Freddy in the clouds and then cathedral with snakes and shit and it's like where did this movie come from huh this is like the ending of five tacked on to something completely different right uh, and with this one uh, really we don't have a special category no i tried to think of one I when you too. said you couldn't and, and was... i've been trying to think of one just now i was like well yeah fuck it um so anyway yeah that's our uh our new year's breakdown a new nightmare uh, <laughs> and so um why don't you go ahead and let us know what your next episode is there all right big dog i will small chihuahua <laughs> i'm bigger than you are are you though i decided more of a to, chihuahua than i, I decided to go oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, classic, classic 70s 1974 Four, I think, to be exact. Let's see. I already took my see, notes. There's 74 or 78. Oh, uh, let me see. I think it's 74, because I think it was before me, Halloween. 79. 79? It was post-Halloween. Mm-hmm. Uh, Amityville Horror. Classic! <laughs> With as many times as I've seen the original, I don't think I've... Or no, the, the remake, remake. sorry. I, <laughs> I'm, I don't want to watch it again anytime soon. So, um, I've seen that one several it's times on a lot. it is on all the time and it's one of those ones i always seem to get sucked into even though i'm like i'm fucking over it um i don't think i've seen the original amityville and if i have i don't remember it i'm gonna lean towards i haven't seen it but well then it's a new experience it is it. do it's you have s- it oh yeah oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, oh yeah it's flip me off i'll fucking break your finger it's essentially the, the reboot with Ryan Reynolds. I mean, they don't change a whole lot. Okay. So well, I can't wait to fucking be like, oh, this is just an older version of one I didn't want to watch. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> okay. pretty much. With a Brolin and Margot Kidder. And... Oh, that's right. She is in that, huh? <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. Pre-breakdown. Yep. Nice. So, yeah, it'll be uh, Amityville Horror, mm-hmm. which uh, by the time we get to it, it'll be a little bit. We're... Uh, What's today's the second? Can you? This phone is getting me worked up. Yeah, that one will drop the 20th. Okay. That's a ways out. 
Um, but yeah, and uh, we've been talking about what my pick will be after that. We might be doing something a little different. New, so oh, I'm kind of excited. Very scary, weary. <laughs> well, I mean, not to give it away, but we we talk about like in our description, like we talk about movies, TV shows, games, etc. And yeah. we've only ever talked about movies, movies so. Yeah. So it's time to get into shows, games, etc. Yeah, and so we will definitely. Ooh, sweet. Uh, we'll definitely be breaking off and doing something a little bit different. Yeah. Um, but until then, you can find us on our ever-growing Facebook page, mm-hmm. uh, Pod and Gore Podcast. We're up at almost a thousand likes, guys. It's insane. Yeah. So, so keep spreading the word. Yeah, tell your friends, family. A lot of people are sharing the posts and stuff, which is super cool. Yeah. We appreciate the shits out of you. Um. Uh, you can find us on Instagram and Twitter at gore underscore pod. You can email us at pod and gore at gmail.com. Questions, comments, concerns, um, requests, yeah. inquiries. Until you say something, we're just going to do whatever we feel like. So if yeah. there's something well, you want to... Well, we have a few requests in the in the can. We yeah. have Norris's... Uh, List of... His paragraph of movies. Yeah. And then we have uh, another guy requesting Hellraiser. So we'll get to that one too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're looking forward to Hellraiser about as much as I am Reboot Freddy. So, <laughs> um, well, that Hellraiser will happen first. I'll tell you. That I'm much. sure it will. Uh, well, yeah, given we just did New Nightmare, um, and so yeah, that's it. That's it. I knew there was something else I was going to say. Yeah, um, wherever you listen to us, if you guys listen to us on iTunes, if you can leave us a review, mm-hmm. a rating, something, let us know. Um, what it is you like, you don't like, you want us to do change, yeah. any of that kind of stuff. Um, not so much that the numbers are, uh, you know, not what they used to be, but we definitely noticed that a change, and so we're trying to figure out if it is a our episodes are too long, or something styles, we're covering, not styled, covering. If it was too in depth, it's yeah. almost like when we started to go into like detailed breakdowns yeah. of every shot for shot yeah it's like people are like oh i don't fuck that <laughs> and so <laughs> i don't need to see the movie again yeah i just watched it yeah and so but like i said we don't know unless you tell us so we're just sort of flying by the hip and what feels right to us so feels right mm, <laughs> and spicy so, chicken. oh my god <laughs> all right anyway until next time when we get together to talk about amityville horror I've been Justin. I've been Brandon. Have a good day. Bye. Bye. Have a good... What the fuck? Have a good day? What? That's a first. <laughs> Have a nice day. Take care of yourselves out there. <laughs> Bye. Bye.